Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Welcome back to another edition of Trending, presented by Omaha, the show where we like to compete while exploring the best ways to wager for casual cappers and compete. I am Dave Danishek. I have won six to the last seven weeks, including taking down Martin Weiss just this last time, 12.9 to 9.5, as I am going on my revenge tour of everybody who beat me the first time around. The spaghetti came back on the show, took him out. Tournament of Champions took all three of you out. Martin came on, took him out. But you know who I'm not bested yet? That is one Dave Damashek, sir. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. Your yell at the top of the show indicated that your team made the pro football playoffs. Spoiler alert, they didn't. But I appreciate yeah. your enthusiasm just the same. What I don't appreciate is you claiming 30 seconds ago that you were Dave Damashek. I mean, oh, listen. Did I know? Yeah, you did. You, you said, I'm Dave Damashek, winner of five of the last six weeks. I get it. Everybody... <laughs> wishes that they had this head of hair you all i can tell you is you should have seen it a quarter century ago then Uh-oh. really there's no one on the big blue marble who wouldn't have swooned and done anything to get this head of hair anyway listen Dave, this isn't the good. fight you want to have pal this isn't the fight you want to have i know this is a podcast this is audio so we can't prove it but all i got to do is lower my chin you see that you see that that is full sir that is completely full you don't want dirty trick unless dirty you got trick. the pepper out there today that's right. No, I'm not. I'm not peppering in the flesh yarmulke right now. I have <laughs> larger fish to fry, namely the Buffalo Bills. My team did it. They made the playoffs. I'm over the moon about it. Um, good times. You know, I wish I wish it would have been a cleaner get in. I thought the Steelers were going to be a little bit better, although I did miss their final regular season record by only a game. I said 11 and six and obviously 10 and seven ain't too far off. And that makes, I can't remember how many years, a dozen, I think now um, in which I haven't missed the Steelers final record by more than a game, which is, which is incredible. I mean, that's an incredible streak. You don't get enough credit for that one. It's almost, it's almost incredible. If it were on the nose for 12 straight years, then I would insist upon a parade, but still pretty good. Um, But you know what? I really love, I have to say, once you're in it, it's super fun. Those last couple of weeks um, doing that math of like, so my team and I, you know, probably about half or a third of pro football fans out there experienced it the last fortnight or so it's such a fun kind of process that kind of like so we need that team to lose next week or those two teams to tie and then if we win then we get like that that's super fun to be following that kind of stuff and obviously even better when it works out for you so i'm glad we came through clean on the other side and get to play the buffalo bills already up to 10 i don't know if they even need to bother making the trip what's the chance no one outside their locker room believes in us i do think they're probably gonna go though you had the big advantage uh, of having the Steelers win first, right? Like that makes it even sweeter for week 18 because you took care of business on Saturday and then you had all of Sunday knowing mm-hmm. that that first, that first piece of puzzle had already fallen in because like, otherwise if you're just like hoping, hoping for wins or losses and waiting for your team to play, I imagine that's a less satisfying experience. That's right. And it's also the, the only thing I know it's insane. I think a lot of people who are Steelers fans probably while the Dolphins and Bills were going at it 
on Sunday night were thinking, I think the Chiefs would be a better matchup going to Arrowhead to, to play to play Patrick Mahomes and company where they never lose is better than going to Buffalo. I think I kind of lean that way, but one of the main reasons the Buffalo game is more satisfying is exactly what you just said. At least there will be a couple of games to watch on Saturday with the anticipation of who knows, let's see, because tomorrow my team might win and that's unlikely. But if they do, it it kicks it down the road by one extra day, you know, and that's what the Steelers did by winning two weeks ago. Um, in Seattle, they kicked it down the road by one more week and by beating, um, the Ravens, they kicked it down the road one more week. And as you've heard me say a million times, journey over destination. If you're a football fan now for the gambling aspect of it, they're going to be games every weekend. And in fact, every day, pretty much save on either side of the baseball all-star game. Ooh, cold chill up my spine. Football season's <laughs> almost over. Then, then before you know, we're gonna be, have nothing but baseball to talk. Let's not focus on that. Let's focus on the good times. Well, speaking of good times, if you want to listen to the rest of Dave's NFL takes, I'm sure that on minus three, you're going to have a weekend full of them or a week full of them. That's going to be excellent. I want to stick with Pittsburgh for one second. I've never had to twist your arm in your entire life to talk about the banks of the three rivers, but I want to take you to task for just one moment. And I've talked about this with Martin last week. I can't tell you how upset I was with your take that this is the worst time in the history of Pittsburgh sports since like for like, was it 40 years since 82, 83? Since 1983. That was spot on. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it is spot on, but for you to get onto a mic that other people could hear lamenting that you have been in this bad a spot in the last 40 years while your favorite hockey players of all time besides Lemieux are still skating and your team is competing for the NFL playoffs and eventually made it. It's just like it's just like the most low-key humble brag you could possibly do. Like, hey, this is the worst it's been in a very, very long time, and it's still pretty special. And me, as a DC sports fan, has to listen to this crap for you belt aching that this is the worst time in 40 years, which is still really good with every one of my teams besides the Capitals, who I don't even really follow hockey, are a clear bottom five team with no future. So why do you get to go on an open mic? Why do you get to go out and brag about how good the last 40 years were when the rest of us have to continue to suffer? Well, first of all, who knows in a matter of days or weeks, my current head coach may well be your head coach. Who knows how that cookie might crumble. We'll see on that front. Um, And the great news is those dark days are over with already. Listen, they just needed that. They had to hit bottom and they did bottom was losing at home to Arizona and then to new England and then losing to Gardner Minshew and the Colts, not just losing, but getting destroyed by them. And feeling like, well, that's a wrap on the season for which I had high hopes. And the Penguins are one of the worst teams in hockey. I had to announce, you know, listen, no job. That's my policy. That's my cardinal rule. I have to shoot straight. And it was by record and by, you know, by gut feeling the darkest time in 40 years. But the great news is, like I say, it's over with. We've moved on. We're on the rise again. Oh my God, this is your low point. You're you're making me sick again right now. You're making me sick. This was your low point for 40 years. Like you and Boston fans are completely insufferable. If this is as low as it gets for you, see how the rest of us live, Dave Damashek. You say you're an empath. Come down and wallow in our misery before you hit an open mic and complain that your team is whatever it was, seven and eight. And this is the darkest of days. Well, I think the worst they were was seven and seven. 
That's, that's the worst <laughs> it ever got. And they do have uh, Kid Crosby putting in a a uh, unlikely bid for an MVP trophy at this late stage in his glorious career. But uh, like I say, th- we're glad we're trending up now. That's a, I, I put it all in the rearview mirror. That's what it's about. On to 2024. Happy New Year to you and to Brett behind the glass there. All right. I accept your apology. Uh, let's go ahead and give Caesars a little bit of loves and then give people what they want, Dave, which is your winning picks. Every time you mm. come on the show, you rip them off. Let's see if you can keep your streak going. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full, the word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gambling helpline ma.org michigan call 1-800-270-7117 illinois maryland new jersey tennessee virginia west virginia ohio pennsylvania affiliated with harris philadelphia if you or someone you know has a gambling problem crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or west virginia 1-800-GAMBLER.net new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Dave, we are back. 
And you do a great job, unlike with your Pittsburgh sports takes, you do a great job of lowering your expectations each time you come on here. You're like, oh, I'm just your fan. I'm just your betting pal. I'm just the guy sitting next to you as we sit on a bar stool and we talk about our picks and things like that. Yet you are an absolute sharp at these things. You keep ripping off winning weeks every time you're on there. I can't wait to hear your picks. In fact, I usually would have honors as the defending champs. But I'm going to defer to you, sir. I'm going to defer to you and your winning ways. What is your heart pick as we lead off this contest? Well, I really should be a pick made with the brain. All you have to do is pay attention to the last 20 years, what the aforementioned Sidney Crosby has done in the city of Philadelphia. Apparently, the word is out and it's reached football circles because I don't know if you saw Kyler Murray walking in in an 87 Pittsburgh Penguin sweater to play the Eagles. And lo and behold, he walked out with a victory. Big surprise. That's what Crosby and his pals typically do. Uh, it's a big spot as a, as it happens, as big a spot in the midway-ish point of the NHL. But given the standings and how rugged that uh, that Wales-Nay Eastern Conference is, these are big points between um, the two teams on either side. Of the Keystone State Flyers hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins, Nick v. Car v. Hart tonight. I'm going to say this. Take I, the Penguins. I like on the money line minus one twenty five. I don't know if that skews more um, head pick. I'm going to say to score a goal though. Hard pick plus one ten. Sidney Crosby. He does it all the time. What else is new? Let's have okay. fun with this one. All right. Well, I'd be a fool to fade any of your Sidney Crosby Pittsburgh takes right now since you're watching them every day and I'm just checking in basically in time to uh, talk to you. But I'm going to sit that one out. I know you hate the Flyers. And just because you hate the Flyers so much, it does make me wonder, is that coloring your vision here? Yeah, it's being... a hard pick, right? Yeah. It makes me want to fade it, though. It makes me want to fail it. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to take the game of the day here, uh, Michigan on the money line, but I have to find a way to improve that juice. So I am pairing it with the thunder against the wizards tonight. You put the two together and you get minus 146. for Michigan, Dave. I mean, this is the heart category. It just feels like their time. It feels like they have been too competitive and too good and too well coached and possibly had their chances for this long to continue to not have a national title to later get rescinded. And I think that's the other part of this. Like the NCAA probably does not want them to win it. I think there is a more romantic story for the last game the Pac-12 ever plays to walk out as title winners in a fairly you know, clean program in a fairly clean way. Like even more so than USC, I think they would like to see a team like Washington win the title. But guess what? Mm. The NCAA never gets this right. They never get what they want. And I think Harbaugh is going to win this title. I think he's then going to take an NFL check. And I think he's going to have to listen to his name be dragged into investigations for the last five years or for the next five years, but it'll have nothing to do with the experience that Martin Weiss and the Sklar brothers and everybody else has tonight when that confetti rains down on them, that they get to say they are the national champions. No matter how much the NCAA investigates, you can never take away that 24 hours after you win a title and how great you feel. And so I think they get that tonight, but to get that juice down, Fade the hell out of the Wizards. Always, if you can ever find a way to improve your odds, they are the worst team in basketball. They are worse than the Pistons. They are worse than the Spurs. They are historically bad. They are eight teams players away from being competitive. So the Thunder, who's one of the best in the entire league, um, taking on the Wizards tonight, you get it down to minus 146 as a way to juice those Michigan odds. I like that. That makes it a lot more fun. Um, your math on what the NCAA wants. I think they don't want Michigan 
who they probably on some level still have to sanction after this is all said and done. I at this, I would felt like a fade to complete a few weeks ago. I wonder if they just if if Harbaugh moves on, if the whole thing just sort of goes. I don't know about that. Um, I don't think they want Washington to win though. Um, Pac-12 team, it's gone now. It's it's a bad look if the Pac-12 is uh, is disintegrating as they hold up the national championship trophy. Did they have one, right? Is it still that plaque, weird plaque thing? Anyway, or is it yeah. the glass ball? Whatever it is. Um, I do agree with the conclusion that you came to. Michigan, okay. in fact, that's going to be my head pick here. I think okay. Michigan wins. I mean, like I, I said a week ago that it's sort of like if you've never seen a pitcher make his uh, make his first go through the league um when a when a stud um pitcher makes the scene in MLB his first run through he tends to shine but then teams will catch up to him a little bit presumably in the next looks that they get at him i think that's exactly that's what i predicted would be washington's washington's advantage over texas is that those big physical pass catchers they have are just something to behold. Texas hadn't really had the lineup against that level of receiver. Michigan, on the other hand, has in the form of the Ohio State's pass catchers. So they're not going to get surprised or be overwhelmed by the high skill across from them. That's a big advantage for Washington and has been all season. The a big advantage for Michigan all season is that heavy pass rush, what they can do at the line of scrimmage. I know Washington has a very strong offensive line, but if you get to Penix a little bit like any other human being, he's a little bit less. And I think that provides the, the uh, margin of victory. I say, congratulations, Michigan gives me no pleasure as an Indiana university graduate people who root for a conference because their school is in that conference are weirdos lay the five points. Michigan is your national champion. And then they're going to be suspended and Jim Harbaugh won't care because he's going to be coaching the Chargers. Yeah, nor should their fans. As as I keep saying, you cannot right. take that emotion away. You cannot take that reaction away. But you like them to cover the line. Are you nervous about the line at all, uh, giving no. overtime rules or anything like that? You think this is not going to be that close of a matchup? No. In fact, I said uh, the, the Wolverines would win by a touchdown in their uh, Rose Bowl game. That's exactly what they won by. See, and that one went to overtime. No sweat. No sweat. No sweats whatsoever. Well, good luck to the Sklar brothers. Good luck to Martin. Good luck to everybody who bets on Michigan tonight. I think it's going to end up being a referendum on Penix. Uh, that's just how the game is going to come in. And like, I know he's excellent. I know he's a former one of your guys, Dave, but I think Michigan's just too good and he can't beat them single-handedly. He'd have to go like full Vince Young in order to do it. And we've only really seen that like from Vince Young. I just don't think it's going to happen in Michigan for the win. Well, Mike Vick did it with Virginia Tech and he had Florida State in the Sugar Bowl and he took a pretty good run at them. He's not cut from that cloth though. You know, he's... He's not Josh Allen or Cam Newton or any of the or or the guys we were talking about. He's a pocket passer at this point. I do think his knee might get better um, and he might be an actually better pro if he comes around and is more nimble running the ball in a year, which might be after horrible knee troubles. But in the here and now, he's not going to run away from anybody. That's the, what's the difference in those in those guys I just named versus Michael Penix right now. He's not going to run yeah. away and make special plays off script. Yeah, and I when I just to clean it up just a little bit, when I say he goes Vince Young, I mean like a dominant historic quarterback sure. performance that directly results in a title, whether it's you know through arm or legs, like 
Burrow is incredible, of course, but Burrow had just the world's greatest weapon ever around him. Uh, there's been some, a couple other quarterbacks who made decent runs, but in terms of actual like championship game performance, all that we really remember is the quarterback. Vince Young still the standard in my brain. Yeah, agree. Uh, so a guy who's far from his standard, Dave, is Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton, under 32.5 points, rebounds, and assists is minus 123 at Caesars. And it might surprise you as a guy who kind of like comes in and out of the NBA until the NFL ends. Like he's a he's a name brand guy. Like he's a guy that you would hear of. He's a guy drafted high in fantasy, et cetera. Would it surprise you to know that he's cleared 32.5 points, rebounds, and assists only once the entire season? 97% of games wow. this year, he has not hit this standard. The first time he did it was Brooklyn six games ago. And I don't want to hear anything about game time because he's been playing 30, 32 minutes a game uh, ever since the beginning of December. And he's still not delivering. And I think this is a great example. And this happens all the time, Dave. I want to ask you about it. It's like players that are in your head as one thing. And it just takes you so long to adjust that they aren't that guy anymore. And so, like, in the NFL, we see this with running backs. They kind of fall out quick, but we still see that extra half year where you still see the name on the back of the jersey and you still expect, you know, production from four years ago when you're getting current production. I think there's a danger that Travis Kelsey is entering this territory now. And oh, that's, chance- that's been one I've been on for a month and a half now. Like, like they shouldn't have let the enemy out of the building and the, whatever other stuff is going on. It's Taylor Swift's fault. I just think Travis Kelsey is not some abject bum now, but right. I think he's past his best days and the offense suffers as a result. I hear exactly. I was about to throw that example at you there to make to help your point. Agree. Yeah. And I don't know if there's other guys that are in your brain right now. I mean, obviously you've, you're an NFL historian. Like you think of other guys around the league or recent examples, or it's like the betting lines just have not caught up to the on-field productions. I think that's what we're seeing with Middleton. Yeah, I have to look at that. And yeah, a lot of the assumption, so much of the stuff and people really take a little bit longer sometimes than they should to to acknowledge the reality, even if it was, even if it's only two months after the reality you settled on before the season started. And yeah, the Bucks, it was like, okay, so the Celts have now like a big three plus, but the Bucks have their own big three, but that assumes Chris Middleton starts looking like he did um, when they won the title. Uh, And and to your point, yeah, I'm surprised. It's funny because over the weekend, I didn't look it up. I'm too lazy to to actually um, (laughs) follow through on it. But I was thinking like, boy, Chris Middleton is the letdown of this team, right? I mean, it's not, you know, I I know everybody's obsessed with, with with the two super, superstars in Milwaukee, but it's sort of like Chris Middleton has to rise up here to make them a valid contender to get out of the East. And it feels to me like that's not the case. So I'm fascinated to hear that number. And in fact, I'm going to ride along with that one. Hey, there we go. Got him on board, which makes you feel good giving you a hot streak on this program. Speaking of the hot streaks, Dave, now we're into the heater category. What are you going to play all week? Um, Okay. This is one that is difficult to figure out because the, in the NHL, I have to look at this as something to try to ride through. It's where hockey starts to matter right around now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the players care all the way through, but you know, I think uh, I, I think that there is a sense, much like it, legitimately in a football season, players will tell you 
it matters once the ball kicks off for real in September. But then around Thanksgiving, that's when you start to really settle in and evaluate. And you're like, that's what we're getting the buy in. <laughs> Everyone in the locker room's buying in. That's because they're evaluating. Like, do we have a chance to make the playoffs and go actually go to the Super Bowl? It's weird. The teams that do, they tend to buy in. Not you, Eagles, but generally speaking, everybody does that kind of thing. So with the NHL, now you're going to start to see a different level of intensity. You're starting to see that with Edmonton and their big two and their big swoon to start the season. They're trying to wash that stink off. Um, in the East, like I keep saying, the there is going to be a time. I think the Caps are phonies. I think I am going to fade the Washington Capitals specifically. And oh. I'm doing this to spite you. I think there are some teams that are for real. I think Eddie Spaghetti, as you know, star of Extra Points, um, sure. also a rags diehard. That team is for real. They're not going to go anywhere. I'm not sold on the Boston Bruins. I do think the Flyers are going to start to fade away, and the Capitals have already started to fade away despite their four-goal first period in Pittsburgh that led them to a, what was it, a 4-3 final? I think it was. Um, overall, though, I'm sad to say, I'm not I'm not celebrating this, but Ovechkin, talk about someone past his better days. Yeah. If your assumption is that the Capitals are good and you can't uh, close the book on them so long as they've got the grade eight, Ovi. Well, Ovi ain't doing much for that team right now. It's the guys underneath him. I suspect they're old too, by the way. The whole thing's going to add up to um, a tip. Can I do something more sort of general like that? Fade. Oh, yeah. Capitals all week perfect. Long. All right. This is going to be a slow burn, though. Because they don't play till Thursday. It feels like the whole rest of the league. I don't know why these old men get to put their feet up. But either way, they play on Thursday. Then they play the rags in a back-to-back. -back. That is not going to be good. That is going to signal once and for all that the Capitals' nice start to the season was a mirage. The rags are for real, as I say. The caps are not. I say take the goal and a half both times against the rags, they will not rise up and take care of that. And if I have to do it across the board, three games to stay consistent, let's do it at home against the Kraken who are a little bit better, I guess. Well, I don't know. They've been up and down themselves, but let's ride this one three games through plus a goal and a half, or I'm sorry, take the other team minus the yeah. goal and a half against the caps. Yeah. Puck lines against the caps all week long. And if you want to throw a little sweetener on top of that, if you want a little SGP action, um, taking some of what we said earlier about Middleton, applying it to Ovechkin, look at Ovechkin's under on power play points, because you still think of him as the Russian killing machine from the last couple of years. And they have not fully adjusted those lines yet. So on power play points, he's usually in like the minus 170 range and things like that. If you pair that with the money line or the puck line, you're going to be high on pluses and OV is low on opportunities. So look at it that way. If you want to really juice your payout or it really is a spend. funny thing. It is a Again, funny thing to say, if you don't want to survive, you want to live. Yeah, truly live. That's right. Like Ovechkin did after they won the Stanley Cup for those 48 or 72 hours where he was not sober for a half a second. Good for him. Um, yeah, it is a, a funny thing um, that they're in a weird spot. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Washington wants to be competitive this NHL season, but they also want to see Ovechkin break the goal record. And so that you have to keep them up on it and would be. It, it would be something dishonorable to, you know, to bump him down or obviously you're going to keep him on the power play. That's his virtue is uh, unleashing that slapper from the top of the left circle. But still, um, 
yeah, it's a, a funny spot. They're like, uh, the team's a little bit good, Ovi. I wonder if they ever have to have an uncomfortable conversation. Probably the lack of depth that they have organizationally will prevent them from having to do that. But it is yeah. a funny spot that they're they're kind of in there. All right. Well, give us your credibility pick because we ain't going to laugh at this one, Dave. No funny spots from you. This is a guaranteed winner. What do you got? I am going to go with a, I think that, like I say, that I am riding the Wolverines being physically capable. And listen, the Pac-12, if you didn't watch it and talk about past narratives that you kind of try to ride um, around a team it, it or around a conference even, oh, the Pac-12 is, you know, high flying, but really not all that rugged. Obviously, you haven't watched Utah play in the last uh, uh, decade or thereabouts. And obviously what Oregon's doing and USC's trying to get back to that brown, brand of ball and across that now defunct conference or defunct after uh, in a few hours from now. They were more physical. That being said, Michigan is going to bring a different level of that sort of thing. And generally speaking, the attrition of pushing your foes around doesn't really reveal itself until the second half. You know, you can kind of get some splash in the first half, early looks and all that. But Michigan wears you down. That's one of those teams. Mm -hmm. Not this time. I think they're going to really be able to push them around. And you're going to feel the the difference. You're going to feel the jump in class for Washington. No disrespect, Oregon. You know, I've said Pac-12 is the best conference. Michigan shows up. It is their destiny. First half, minus three. They're going to go into the locker room comfortably knowing that when they emerge out there, they've got 30 minutes until they hoist the national champion and they have to figure out when they're going to put their second stringers in there. All right. Well, if I, my choices are Sid, the kid fading the capitals uh, or one of your Michigan bets. This is the one I like the most. So I am going to back you on Michigan on the first half. I agree that they're going to establish some physicality right off the jump. I would not want to look at their second half line as Penix with his pocket presence really starts to open it up a little bit more as they chase the game. I think the right. amount of variety of where how the second half can play out is wider than the variety of the first half. And so getting the favorite, shortening it down to the half, getting them on the field goal, knowing that you push if it's a, if it's a classic three-point line, you don't have to like fear a hook or anything like that. I like that one quite a bit, and I will ride with you on that one. I like it. See, esprit de corps. Esprit de corps. Uh, I owe one last pick for my credibility. I am going Celtics minus three and a half at minus 110. They just beat the Pacers by 17 on Sunday, and I expect a similar result again. And unless Damashek is a man who spent four or five years in the Hoosier State can tell me otherwise, I'm not exactly afraid of the Indiana flu. Like the staying in Indianapolis on a Sunday night isn't exactly the same as South Beach. So I expect the Celtics to come out and beat them just as they did on Saturday again tonight. They have the best record of the league. They have the guards to throw at Halliburton. They're still getting a little bit of revenge after Indiana knocked them out of the in-season tournament. And most importantly, uh, I looked at the money line for this plus a sweetener, but just take the minus three and a half. The Pacers have played 20 consecutive games, not within four points, and they've only played three on the entire season because they're playing this wide variance, right? Like if there's going to be 290 points, what's the chances that they're going to end up in one possession? Like if you're going to have this many points, there's end up going to be a spread. So this is like one of those cases in Indiana games. I would always be uh, not afraid to lay a little bit of action on it, lay a few points because they're usually not close one way or the other. That's keen analysis. I like the thought quite a bit um, about 
the Pacers or any team playing that way, but specifically with Indiana. I don't know if it's still true, but on Sundays, you literally couldn't buy booze. You couldn't buy, like, it was like, what, what the hell? Like, I mean, I get, all right, religion, I do whatever you want, but like, really? We're not allowed to get any booze? We're not allowed to buy booze at the store? <laughs> Gives here. Yeah. What kind of Byzantine yeah. laws are these? What are we doing here? I need my, I need my juice. And, uh, the, um, but yeah, I, I, I like that quite a bit. So in other words, they should be extra fresh because they weren't out, uh, tomcatting last night. Exactly. Like what's the opposite of like the, whatever they call it, the LA flu or the Miami flu. Like this is like, they got a vaccine shot. Like they went to yeah, church right. and went to bed early. <laughs> the Indiana vaccine. Yeah. yeah, they got injected with the Lord on Sunday morning, didn't <laughs> wash it off with any booze at night. Yeah, I like where your head's at on this one. Uh, all right. All right. Another good set of picks. Can't wait to see how they pay off. We do owe our sponsors one more break. Uh, Second Guest Express, some plugs, and we'll send you on your way. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Dave, we are back, and I let you go first with the picks today. I'm going to take the lead on Second Guest Express. This is the one that sits on your bench. It's a little something you know about after you lost that fantasy game to Hench based on your lineup decisions. God, ah, poor cool cats. I thought, that was, thought you were going to pull that one out. Uh, hey, we're Belichick see can... lost big games, too, sometimes coaching. This, <laughs> like He benched Malcolm Butler. You know, I benched Najee Harris. We have to live with it. Well, since we just saw a real life example, I think that whatever you're putting on the bench is definitely going to outscore one of your starters, no matter which one. Uh, for mine, I looked at the boost page. I went on to Caesars and I saw which ones they were giving extra juice to today. And it's Tatum, uh, Shea Gilgis, and Giannis, all 30 points or more. They boosted up to plus 250. And obviously, like I, I do like a boost in general because it gives you a little bit of extra action, lets you help reduce that house edge. I particularly like this one. Tatum has the Pacers, and if we're going to have 260 points or whatever there's going to be in that game, certainly like the Celtics leading scorer to get his fair share of them. Giannis has gone over 30 and six of the last seven, including 40 in his last two games as he's laying siege on the league right now and then um obviously with with Shea Gill just going against the Wizards I expect him to get 30 and I expect him to get him early but that is the reason I ended up not playing this as my cred pick and I looked at it long and hard because I think the Jazz and the Wizards could go, both get blown out and Giannis and SGA could use a blow so if they're up 20 after three periods and those guys have 
27 points, there's really no reason to bring them back in to chase that 30 point mark. That way you'll lose your bet just based on how bad the other team is. So I ended up putting it on my bench instead, but I do like the odds. I do like these three guys specific, uh, specifically to hit this mark tonight. Um, I will go back to the NHL and keep it nice and clean for you. The Vancouver Canucks talk about teams that got off to a nice hot start. They've been playing pretty well uh, recently. I mean, up and down, I should say, but back-to-back victories for them against um, against a good uh, Islanders team and a bad uh, Habs team. Now they get to play the Rags tonight. I like the goal and a half for the home team. Like I say, the Rags are for real. Plus 162 against the visitors from way up there near Canada. That's enough. They're on their East Coast swing. Now, I don't know what happens in Indiana on a Sunday night, but I suspect you can find a good time in Manhattan on <laughs> Sunday night. Sorry, because yeah. rags get it um, by two goals or more. Plus 162 is your payout. All right. I would give analysis of that, but it wouldn't be worth the time. And I'd rather spend that time saying these words to you, Dave Damashek. Where are the Sheckies? I speak for all of America. How am I supposed to know what fruit to watch and what was the best movie you saw last year without these awards? Where are they, sir? I know it's 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 a bummer. And um, because we kicked them down the road at the end of the year, I made a, a, a decision editorial spiritual decision that 2023 didn't deserve the Shecky awards. And so then we were going to do them this week, but you know what? It's football playoff time. So what are we doing? Does anybody want to hear about the Sheckies while football's going on? So I don't know. I'll figure it out. Maybe it'll be next week. We'll figure it out. Maybe I'll start sprinkling them through the month of February or through the month of uh, January. I don't know yet to answer your question, but I appreciate your interest in them. And frankly, I say 2023 didn't deserve them. I don't know that the fruit provided in 2023 deserves the Shecky Awards. Not a great year. Well, you can vacate it if you have to, but don't punish us by not doing that whatsoever. In fact, this You're is right. this is Black Monday. This You're is right. the day people get fired, Sheck. I mean, like, you don't have a plan by Wednesday. I don't know what I'm sorry to say. You might need to bring your playbook to our recording. Come on, man. Step up. We need these awards. Everybody wants them. Is it is it Black Monday or is it Black and Gold Monday? Here we go, Mason Rudolph. Here we go. It's time to once and for all show football America who truly was the greatest quarterback available in the 2018 NFL draft. Show Josh Allen. Show all the rest of them, them, uh, them fancy pants. Who's boss number two? Go get him. Oh, my gosh. For this and other hot takes, please turn into minus three all week long. Rest of the network, you'll be back with extra points with our uh, good friend Sarah Tiana. Midweek, we'll also have Lemon Pepper Parlay, and we're going to continue the fantasy program. The fantasy program, not only do they win money every year in postseason fantasy, they also give out killer player props that you're going to want to back. Brett and I will be back with Covered in Glory. And, of course, we will have the uh, the very popular 15-minute pregame show, which should be a lot easier to do, Shane in the playoffs that it was during the regular season. Oh, listen, no, we've got, uh, what do they call it? Super wild card weekend or whatever the hell nonsense they call it. It's still the wild card, right? What made it super by Monday night game? Not super for the teams that have to play a playoff game <laughs> on a Monday. What the hell? Anywho? Yes, we will be back with the 15 minute uh, pregame show for you. Rolling through Whoa. January and into February. 
Well, I hope they keep adding playoff games. Eventually, one will be exclusive to the Extra Points Network, just like Peacock. And they still won't have the commanders in the playoffs. They still will be the team that comes up short. Got, got <laughs> Bob Meyer hiring our GM now. This is great. Got a basketball guy trying to rebuild this franchise. What a mess. Well, you're in the per, you're in the catbird seat, in my opinion. For real. I think I would not want, if I if it was like, you have the first overall pick. And you're definitely taking a quarterback and the choice is this guy or that guy. I'd rather be the number two drafting team. So it's like, so you can't blame me if it goes wrong. It's like, well, they took the other guy. Like, what were we going to do? They took Caleb Williams. So we took great Drake may can't be mad at me, Washington. Right. That's how I would approach it. Uh, well, maybe Bob Myers going to hire you, but I hope that doesn't happen. And that's a weird sentence to let out. I mean, Bob's a great guy and a hell of a basketball executive. Like, has this ever worked? Have we ever seen like this, like, oh, we're going to have a conciliary come in from another sport and like suddenly like you rock it to the top. Can you think of anything this happens outside of a movie? I mean, like this is one it step is removed weird. from Eddie. Uh, Andrew Barry yeah, I did that in um, up in Cleveland. Right. And um, or uh, who am I forgetting about? Yeah. Other, Cleveland, I, I hear you it, want to emulate. It's rare. Yes. To, to your point. Yes. It's quite rare. All right. Well, what's not rare is how well you do in this contest. We will be back on Wednesday to see if you're able to keep your streak going. Until then, enjoy the national championship. Enjoy all the hoops and the puck. And we will see you on Wednesday. Take care, everyone. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.